This is Making Light. Julie Hurt and Kate Fogger are soul-level intuitives and animal communicators. This show is about us sharing our experiences in the hope it will help others along their path. So let's go make some light. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Making Light, Two Humans Being. I'm Julie Hurt. With me, as always, is Kate Fogo. This is the show where we, as soul-level animal communicators and soul-level intuitive coaches, talk about the limiting negative beliefs that we all have. And where Kate and I have been focusing of late is every month taking a specific negative, no, a specific workaround behavior. So a behavior we have in place to shield us or help us navigate that limiting negative belief. We're, so every month we're talking about one of those, but every week we talk about that behavior through the lens of one of those negative beliefs. And because this is the first episode of December, 2023, I can't believe it's December mm-hmm. of 2023. Oh my gosh. Um, but because it's the new episode or the new month of December 2023, we're moving on to another workaround behavior. And this whole month, we're going to be talking about perfectionism or being a perfectionist and using that behavior to shield us from different negative beliefs. The first negative belief we have up this week is not feeling lovable. So those instances when we put perfectionism in place of really not feeling lovable. And I'm going to turn it over to Kate, because as we were preparing for today, she's like, oh, she's chock full of examples. I'm going to turn it over to her. Chock foo, as they say in Scotland. All right. So the first one, um, which uh, I have um, processed this now myself. Um, I was going to use this uh, because it's um, very vulnerable shall we say, for reasons that only really because of not being lovable. You know, when I look at it in reality, it's not such a big deal. Well, you'll you'll see, see how you feel about this. But just so that you don't worry about me, Julie, I did actually tell my swimming friends about this and everybody laughed so hard that actually it sort of took the sting out of it. So um, I have a financial advisor who I've had for a number of years because uh, and I used to work for what used to be Hewlett Packard 100 years ago. We were the original Hewlett Packard actually in South Queen Street. Edinburgh was the original engineering site for Hewlett Packard. Um, not obviously, it was in California first, but Scotland was cheap anyway. Blah, whatever they've morphed into whatever since then. But you remember in the good old days, you used to get stocks and shares from the companies and stuff like that, and it wasn't uncommon. I remember being gifted a huge amount of them. You know, that's what used to happen, not gifted, obviously, it was reward for something or other. Um, so there was a guy who used to come and do financial advice around your stocks and shares now. And because I kept using him 20 years on, even though he's now a big shot and only deals with people with massive portfolios, he's actually still my financial advisor because I've been with him for 20 years. Um, anyway, so, that, you know, I, I so I know him. Re- I don't know him really well. Obviously, I only meet him like once a year, but I've known him for a very, very long time. So Gary and I were having a Zoom call with him to discuss the fact, you know, that my pension is still going down, 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 down. Um, And obviously that's slightly worrying me at the moment. Um, Anyway, so so I'm sitting here as as with you, um, the it was on Microsoft Teams. So there's only a tiny little picture at the bottom, which is good because you know how I find myself looking at all the time. I get off the call. And Gary says, right, so I find it's still going to sting me a bit, but he says, do you, 
he says, oh, my God, Kate, do you realize that not once but twice during that meeting, you scratched yourself under your arms and then sniffed your fingers? Right. And like my initial reaction is, oh, my God, how could you say that? But I was sitting there thinking, did I like, <laughs> did I? Did I? I don't know. Did I? Like, I did I, you know, I, I would like to think I didn't, but there was mm. something going, I actually, I don't know. Like, I was brought up not to do things like that. So there's two counts here, right? One of them is whether I did or I didn't, it's sort of like, why the fuck did you tell me? There's nothing I can do about it now. Two, why didn't you fucking tell me? And he said, what was I going to do? He said, I was going to kick you the second time. He said, but you would have turned around and said, what? And then what was <laughs> I supposed to say? And it was like, fair point. But it's like, so first I spoke to my friend Susie, who said, oh, for fuck's sake, Kate, she says, I'm in the arts. People do that all the time. And I was like, yeah, but I don't. Here's the, where the perfection comes in. Like, because like, when you actually look at it, whether I did it or I didn't do it, and obviously I did do it, why would Gary lie? How he could see it? Or not, I don't know. Uh, did Gat, did Stuart notice? I don't know. Should I send him an email going, I don't know. I apparently did some terrible social faux pas, but just to draw you all of that you're just like what do I do with this and I felt so humiliated Julie like really really humiliated and then you're like why a what does it matter what Stuart thinks but b I know why I feel humiliated because I've given it a lot of thought it's perfection in in a different sort of form it's about th this idea that I, I am well-mannered and that people just don't do that sort of thing but all that also comes from it's such a boy thing to do right girls don't do things like that so it's this huge thing because all I could think about was this feminist side of it it's like women don't fart women don't sweat women do not smell their fingers women mm -hmm. certainly do not scratch their armpits and then sniff their fingers I mean I'm humiliated even just saying the words I can feel my face flushing so I mean and then the biggest fear is oh my god I didn't know I like I did that and I didn't know I was doing it and like Susie said yeah but you know if you'd been sitting in someone's office you wouldn't do it we do these calls at home where you sit you know it doesn't have the same we're all the same well, allow me to give you the gift of American comedy <laughs> okay and you know, when you first started describing the what you your behavior whatnot and by the way for those of us for those of you listening to us on the podcast I do want to point out you really are flushed now like your cheeks are really bright red so <laughs> and but just to know like the vulnerability that you've just shared to put it put it out there but allow me to give you the gift of American comedy you probably are not familiar with a with a character on Saturday Night Live, and I'm sure all the Americans listening to this immediately thought of this um, a ca character from Saturday Night Live called Mary Catherine Gallagher. Are you familiar with her? She was played by Molly Shannon. Um, so Mary Catherine Gallagher, and what I'll do is I'll make sure that we get this in the show notes to a really good example of this and share it with you so you can see. But she was, Mary Catherine Gallagher was a, a Catholic school girl. And she would, of course, wear the short little kilt kind of thing and the vest with the white thing. But she, this character, believed in herself regardless of whatever was going on. And she was very awkward. Her, the character was very awkward. She would constantly like fall or trip or destroy like whole displays in a grocery store. But she always did this. People would scold her and she'd put her hands across, like across her chest up into her armpits She'd do this. For those of you watching, you're watching me do this. Do this. And then she'd go, and then she'd smell her fingers. And then she'd go, superstar. 
like this. And for the longest time that this character was on Saturday Night Live, I, me and several other friends of mine, this was, I was working in my very first advertising agency at the time, we would do, she would actually do a specific stance and go superstar. And we would do that to one another. And we would do this too. And so the gift for you is that this, from an American perspective, spread it across the land in Scotland. You're just saying I'm a superstar. Okay. You're just a superstar. <laughs> Oh my God, I needed to hear that. Mm -hmm. When you first described the behavior, I'm like, oh my God, it's Mary Catherine Gallagher. Yes, you just need to hear it. So yeah, I'll make sure to share a video of it in the show notes. Yeah. But that aside, and I'm very grateful for that. Thank you, Julie. Like, like people, I know people are being kind. They're going, oh God, Kate, does it really matter? And I know, like, you know, who gives a fuck what Stuart thinks of me, right? He gets paid money to look after my investments. It doesn't really matter. That's where the unlovable comes in. Because I don't want people to think I'm some disgusting pig, you know. And when I would be, and I was like, wow, well, would, would I be shocked if I saw that? Yes, I probably would. I It would probably wear off very quickly. But like, why do we judge us? A, why is that so bad i mean for me it feels really distasteful but i'm not really sure why <laughs> like i've just been brought up that that is something that one never does you don't sniff your armpits you certainly don't stick your fingers in your armpits and then slip you know and i'm horrified that i would do that without having any knowledge of it so that's yeah. both perfectionism because it's this idea of how you're seen that you, i'm seen to be well-mannered well brought up ladylike god forbid but yeah lady all these things i think don't matter it's like all these things that i would probably push against until something like this happens and then i'm absolutely mortified it'd be bad enough for a boy to do this but for a girl oh my god why Suddenly it brings up all this stuff about how we behave, the perfectionist side of it. And also that if I am less than perfect, that he's not going to like me or he's going to make fun of me. You know, it's not about being good enough. It's actually about being liked. Mm -hmm. Loved, you know, I also don't expect Stuart to love me, but you know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't. Yes. Minute, love going. you enough to care for your finances yes i, I get that i get the connect because for me money and love all tied together anywho you three things maybe maybe three i think three and getting three first of all from the animals they came the animals like kind of showed up and they're like yeah y'all you don't you, you you watch us go to the bathroom and kick like dogs right lucas will go to the bathroom and then you'll kick up behind him there's a million theories out there as to why, but what they say is they're just leave, they're just spreading the scent all over the place. And then how they greet one another and how they many times will greet us. And we don't, oh my God, don't snitch my crotch. Why not? That's how they know who you are. Like <laughs> so, and then also tandem to that, it's the animals are reminding me lately. I've been just kind of listening. Well, I'm listening to this really cool book, which I can't remember the name of it right now but it's about intelligence and what actually is intelligence. And this whole thing about humans have defined what intelligence are, is, but we're not the ones that created it. So everything in this world, we look at through the human lens of what we think intelligence is, and we've missed the entire freaking point. So, <laughs> because that's, which is, we're gonna probably come back to that a million times. 
and then of course then i also think like oh well then i these are silly rules that as you and i know from our favorite book on our best behavior we're created by the patriarchy and so who cares i mean i hear everything you're saying and at the same time i think we're both going through this shedding process of asking why am i living by these rules that were never created by me. They weren't created for me. They weren't, cre- you know, for from a loving perspective. And they're pointless. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I can feel the horror of it, but when I actually analyze it, where's the sin? Like, and what is sin? I mean, Let's just speak on Barry's nose. You know, I didn't. And even if you did, who cares? Like, I mean, you know, like if we were truly, if we were truly in touch with our animal, because we are animals, truly in touch, would, because monkeys do that, bonobos do that, like we should maybe be doing that too. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm sure we're freaking a bunch of people out. Fine. All I'm saying is we need to loosen the bone, Wilma. That's a Flintstone reference for (laughs) those of you not in the United States. We need to loosen the bone like this. It's killing us. But it does, it does frighten me that I would do something that I would typically have chosen not to do in public that I did that without any knowledge whatsoever that I find quite scary I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing I think it makes me afraid to not have my camera which is why I'm saying to you because I cover my camera up so I can't see myself so you do need to tell me Julie if I'm doing some terrible social faux pas fortunately I edit this show so if I did something terrible I could just cut it out but it's like what's happened if I turned into an an animal like well you are an animal yes and do know too I I don't know if you remember our teacher Danielle McKinnon talking about this once but as we continue to grow these filters and these rules and these laws that are put in place to keep us in check. And I'm not talking about like, you know, you don't get to go kill somebody. However, these rules, they begin to not apply. And we actually, we let them go. I would say we ignore them, but we're not even aware of them anymore. Because she talks about walking up to people and just starting to say like what she feels or questions that she has about whatever they're wearing or opinions to some degree, because the filters are gone yeah but the the point is that my um conscious brain has not accepted that as as good behavior i i mean i i I don't want to well come you know you know what i mean i don't i don't want to come across as a a mannerless ass well your ego is going to continually yeah. And your ego is going to continually pull you into that. And I'm just going to call it shame. It's going to continually pull you into that shame in an effort to bring you in line with the negative beliefs, right? So that's the sticky bit that you get to play with now is that acceptance of, so yeah, how funny. And I mean, that's where Mary Catherine Gallagher can come into play because there's laughter involved. Yes. Laughter and, and I did find... I, you know, I spoke to Susie very briefly. She was busy, but she was just like, oh, darling, in the arts, everybody's like that. Um, and then, you know, I just tried to talk to Gary about it, but he, he said, well, what would you have me do? And I was like, well, why did you tell me? And he said, because I thought you should know. And I'm like, yeah, but there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, you know, you've just humiliated me. But I, you know, I see why. He's... And then he's like, but I just thought you should know that you do that. 
but then I did talk to my swimming friends about it and they all laughed so much and it's become such a joke that, you know, the sting has gone, although I am obviously still, um, it's, I don't know. But so I just thought, oh my God, maybe this entirely happened just to give me something to talk about because this is a perfection in a way, again, a subtlety. I don't think of my behavior as wanting to be perfect because perfection is not a word that I would want to use about myself, but actually it describes it perfectly, shall we say. This need to be seen to be not so much polished, like I have my own idea of how I want to be perceived, but when something like this happens, you realize very, very clearly of how you do not want to be seen. I do not want to be seen as a mannerless, uncouth, finger-smelling, poking, you know, nose-picking heathen. I don't, you know, and, and and ironically, that's some line I've drawn somewhere and that I don't care that people see me with my hair messy. I don't care that people see me in dirt, not dirty clothes, but shabby clothes. I don't mind torn clothes, um, you know, all those things. But oh, my God, to be seen as unclean. Do you know, it's like a really weird thing that we decide what is perfect and also why is it so fucking important what Stuart thinks of me? I mean, what's the worst that happens is he goes to his, one of his colleagues and goes, I can't believe that woman stuck her fingers under her arm when I was on a, if you even noticed, when I was on a Zoom call with it. You know, what he's, you know, it doesn't matter what he thinks of me, really. You know, you know what the guides say? Oh. <laughs> Money all smells the same. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. I don't him to 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 like me do I <laughs> like me um, oh, but it's a tricky one because you know yeah. manners and and social etiquette is is a powerful thing even though we know it's nonsense mm -hmm. it's still I mean there aren't many things that could humiliate me Julie seriously yeah uh, and that like I could yeah it's it's humiliating <laughs> <laughs> and rather funny actually but is it still humiliating i feel like you know <laughs> you, it, that just means there's just still some for you just some work as far as acceptance you're recognizing it you're aware of it you know that's always the first step and that can take a while and then you move on to acceptance loving yourself because of it with it in spite of however you know or just love but yeah so that's part of the process yeah. It was a yeah. real huge reminder to me, though, because I am alternative in, in so many ways, like about how I look, like I don't want to be seen the way other people expect to be seen. I don't want to be that perfect image. But what it does make me realize is how clear I have in my head about what is important and what isn't. So when you transgress from that, you know, that's that's actually it's a it's a perfection, albeit different from someone else's perfection. The idea that I behave in a way that that does not adhere to my code of conduct is it's it's a visceral blow to me. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. And there aren't many times in my life that I feel that, and it's almost laughable that this is one of them. But you know, because I don't step out of line, and I realize how tightly held I've been all my life about how I talk to people and how I treat people and I I just I just don't step out of line unless it's like really emotional and it's fam family um partners spouses outside of that there are 
I, you know, there's so many behaviors that I do not exhibit and I am shocked when I see other people do it. And I realize it's because I've been buttoned down all my life been really scared of, of opening myself up to not being this perfect person. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. Right there. So I have another one. Good. Awesome. Unless you have one, Julie, to this bring no, up anything? Right. Tell no, me. I, was, I was more listening to you through the guides and they didn't have any additional things to share, except just an example of this book that I'm reading that's driving me a little wonky, but it's because I'm expecting more perfectionism from the author and they're not delivering it. And I'm a little <laughs> not loving the book. <laughs> Here's a challenge for you, Julie. Mm-hmm. Stop reading it. Oh, I know. I kind of want to see where it goes. I'm curious where the somebody it's it's a German book. Someone disappears. And it's, it's, it's been translated. No, it's in German. Oh, um, you so it's German. like practice for me, huh? You read German. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You read German well enough to decide that the book's not interesting. Yes. Yes. Because it's taken this woman at least five chapters to get to the front door of this place she has to go to be able to figure out where her her fiance has disappeared to but it's like and she hymns and haws and i'm like just go to the door i don't give a crap about all this stuff and i'm like i'm reading through this and so now i'm skimming like is she at the door yet is she at the door because it's all this extra crap i'm like i don't care about (laughs) yeah because i'm demanding a certain perfectionist in this book and therefore i'm not loving it that was the example they were giving me so go ahead and say the other one um again because all this came to me in an avalanche as I realized all this about, you know, um, being so buttoned down about my behavior, because it's actually very different from how people see me and how I see myself, that there is this very deep core of 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 how I should behave, which comes from obviously um, living with a very unpredictable parent and not wanting to open myself up to abuse constantly. So um, um there all of that they realize this whole thing about the shed mm. all about perfection and oh that, yeah you yeah. got documents or something in the mail right this week or something didn't you I get got a fucking license can you believe it i got my scottish letting license or whatever it's short-term let license for three years cheers thanks very much it's only taken a year and a half to get it and a lot of money and I've closed my business. Thanks very much. Um, but yeah, so this whole thing, I was trying to work out, is it about lovable? I mean, there is overlap here with being lovable and not, I think there's a lot of not good enough, not not worthy. This would be not good enough, I think, with the with the shed. But I do think there's unlovable in there because I want to be loved. Like I want people to come and, oh, we stayed with Kate. We had such a good time. You know, so so there's the technical elements of the level of service I provide and making sure, you know, God, oh, my God. Like I remember having one of the cleaners come and I went in afterwards and I noticed that there was actually still three, three like crumbs of dirt on the floor. And I was like, oh, my God, does this mean that she's left dust you know, because because it opens to the outside as well. I mean, it just get dusty with it. You just open the door and dust would come in. Um, I would. Oh my god! Yeah, that that's actually. I got this. Never mind the license, but I, you know, I got the five stars rating from 
Scottish, the Scottish Tourist Board because of the level of cleanliness, making sure everything's nice. Putting, mm -hmm. I did things like I used to put little stickers on the toilet paper to, you know, and it would be, if it was a new year, I'd do a little happy new year, clinking glasses. If it was an anniversary, it would be love hearts. If it was a birthday, it would say happy birthday and it have balloons. So I did all these little things, little touches like that. And that that side of it, I think, is the unlovable. This is wanting to give people this perfect experience that they would think Kate was the most wonderful host ever. And of course, I got all that, but it, that's a prism because yeah. where do you go from there? And that, and I think that's what people say. You know, even now, it's like, why did I hate it so much? Because I set a really high bar, and then I'm fucking terrified. What well, happened? You weren't sustaining your, you weren't recharging your own batteries. You were just absolutely depleting with that yeah. outward meeting for validation. Yeah. Yeah. And yet the thing is, the funny thing is, I'd read my reviews and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, well, you'll know this. It's, it's, you know, I'm so hard on myself. If I'd got a bad review, I'd have been devastated. But good reviews did not lift me. They were just poof, done done of course of course of course there'd be no oh oh well done you know occasionally somebody writes something I think oh that's nice but that would be it it's like you know people like us are so hard on ourselves we don't celebrate the amazing things that happen you just brush it aside because that's just well that's just my job of course it's a five-star review if it's not a five-star review then fucking hell that's terrible mm -hmm. and it, but that I think that's why it became so joyless for me because it was just all about competing to be this perfect scenario of a wonderful place to be and and anything and I was terrified of anything going wrong absolutely terrified of anything going wrong or anybody having a bad experience so yeah that's really? yeah the guides are over here they're kind of like jumping up and down like because they've got like lots of say <laughs> okay let's go <laughs> and not and not like at you but at me too so um, cause what their first thing they said is like the, the reviews were like an achievement instead of an, an acceptance. So their point was you did all this work and then to some degree, there's an ex expectation of getting a high review. And then when you get it, it's like, yep, nailed it. Okay. Onward. And, yep. and there's the idea what they're saying of there's a needs there's a moment of acceptance and for me when they're turning it on me they're they're showing me like you'll get a good review from a reading and you don't you acknowledge it you thank the person for the kind words because for me there's not worthy comes up there for me um and I, and we do think that this month perfectionism is going to blend throughout all the, so we may, we'll see, we do have an extra special thing coming up, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But anyway, there's, I get these wonderful reviews and I acknowledge them and I thank them. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's really cool. And that type of thing. And then I don't do anything with the review. Yes, it may sit somewhere, but there's more that I can do. And that's, I actually just had this amazing tarot card reading. I never do this for myself. But our favorite author, Elise Lunin, on her podcast featured this tarot card reader um, who, and I'll put the, we'll put his contact information in the show notes because he's not expensive and he's fantastic. But he reads it in terms of the Kabbalah, I think Kabbalah, the Kabbalistic, the Jewish mystic tradition, which I know nothing about. 
but it so intrigued me when he was on the show. We can put a link to the actual show and then to his website. And I had this reading on Sunday, treated myself to it. Oh my gosh. It was so, it was so, again, my question was all about what do I need to do to help grow my business? And the thing that came out the most is like, you're not talking about, you're not really talking about yourself. You're not really promoting yourself. And I'm like, really? Cause I think I am. No, <laughs> there's so much more. And he starts listing all these things. And I'm like, oh, I guess so. And one thing was like reviews. And I'm like, well, yeah, I get them. And he's like, what do you do with them? Nothing. And so that's what the guys were just reminding me. Yeah. Well, just as that, I, I um, saw an animal communicator who was, I don't know how I found it on YouTube. This is a while back and it was um, uh, Hong Kanese. That can't be what you call them. Some lady from Hong Kong who was some life, very young, very beautiful, just totally not my people at all. But she was she was a lifestyle blogger and she'd had this animal communication reading with this girl and done it on YouTube and been blown away by. It. So I was looking at this animal communication, another young girl from I don't know if she was from Hong Kong as well, and just looking at her Instagram just to see who she was and all her reviews and sorry, all her posts, and they were only reviews. That's all her posts were, was, wow. you, know, you know, but at reading it, you're like, wow, oh, this woman is brilliant. You know, it's wow. like when you read somebody else's reviews of somebody, it, you create, you, um, it, it, you know, you, you know what I'm saying it made me feel it didn't feel boastful it didn't feel anything other than she's a really good animal communicator you know so there's an idea for you we could both do well, that. And that I've done a bit yeah I've done a little bit here and there but I need to clearly clearly I'm hearing it from many levels more information more um more of them but here's what's really interesting is when you said that that her entire wall on Instagram was just I could feel it right in my heart center and I could feel, so there's two things at play. There's my heart center going, oh, that would be good. And then immediately I can feel my body start to like move in on itself going, oh no, we, we, we don't want to do that. We don't well, want to do I, I wonder if I can find her because this is what I learned on the, on this course with Danielle, right? Um, when we were talking about how much money you should charge about things. And I, both Maria and I, because we're in a different country to you and finances are different here because Maria was in Spain. Um, we wrote down, we went through all the animal communicators in Danielle's group, uh, which wasn't that many then, obviously, and wrote down a price. I wrote a spreadsheet of all the prices of the highest and the lowest of all the different readings that they did and looked at them so that she and I could actually look at a piece of paper and decide what was fair and what was right. Um, and what was interesting is why some of them were priced a lot higher. And I felt uh, a bit uh, about that. What was really interesting is the ones that were priced lower I felt a revulsion. And it was something that Maria and I both felt. We were like, oh, my God, because we would both have gone for the much, much lower end. Once because we one because we're European and also because we're full of the unworthy. I'm not worth this. Therefore, how dare I command that? But it actually made me look at them. And these are people I didn't know who they were. I didn't know how long they've been doing it. I had no idea how good they were. I know if they've been certified by Danielle, they are all of a certain standard. And when I read them, I'd be like, why are you so cheap? And it was a physical revulsion. So my my point is 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 this, Julie? We I'm going to try and find that woman and find it. When you read other people's reviews, do you think, oh, that's horrible? How dare they? Do you know? It's like like it, you know, 
yeah wow that's that's a way of learning isn't it is is actually guiding your own reaction to something you you can then apply it because having seen that I would never underprice myself because it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good as a consumer to go for the cheapest yeah yeah interesting wait so okay so I want to get back to perfectionism well perfectionism clearly is like in this regard, as far as pricing and accolades for you too, like going back to the shed, the, just the acceptance of the review is hard to do. And Cause I can, like, if I read those other reviews, right. And I'm like, wow, I'm so not worthy. Right. In comparison is the thief of joy. Someone just said the other day, I think Teddy Roosevelt said it, but compare. So I'm even comparing myself trying to like, oh, they're perfect. I'm not, I'm not even worthy to post. Like there's a whole lot of stuff tied up in reviews for both of us as it pertains to perfection. This is a good reminder of how your public persona on social media is so different because when I read your stuff, Julie, you're fucking cool as fuck, right? You know, you're so super confident in everything you do. Like, there's, I just cannot equate that person with the, the person sitting there now going, oh, I'm not worthy of a good review. Because your persona in your social media is, wow, Julie, she's cool, you know. Do you know what oh, I mean? Wow. Oh, wow. That, I can feel that one in my belly just going. That uncomfortable. <laughs> she's making that shit up. She's making that shit up. <laughs> no, you saying that to me, like, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Wow. Own it. Taking a deep breath all the way into the belly, throwing my shoulders back. Gonna give myself a little hug. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and for you, the same goes to like when I read your wee blather, which I love the name of your blog. I just the way it's so it's always so vulnerable and so real and so eloquent. You are such a good writer. I love, I love reading your posts. Thank you, Julie. So much to say. Yeah. God damn it. We're good. Yeah, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> we're going to do another Saturday Night Live character of Stuart Smalling. We're good enough for Smalling. God damn it. People let us. Yes. Superstar. <laughs> I'm going to tell Gary that. Very yes. Well. Yeah. Thank you for that. I can't wait to tell the swimming folk because they said that they were like, right, stop talking about it. Let's stop making fun of them. And of course, every time we went to shake hands at the end or say goodbye, from. <laughs> 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 Oh, it's still humiliating, but it's so it's so silly, isn't it? All these stupid rules we have, really silly. Um, yes. Julie, conscious of time. Yes. You said we have something really exciting coming up. We do. We do. Um, it might not premiere until right after the first of the year. Okay. But we're going to, just because we're going to, we're recording it right at the end of December. So we'll see if we can't get it. We'll see, but it might be the beginning of the next month. We're going to have some very special guests join us. Uh, And it's Anne-Marie Ellison and Monica Klein. You are going to be blown away by the work these two women are doing. Kate hasn't had a chance at this video right now. She hasn't had a chance and we'll talk about it maybe a little bit next week, but they do this. Monica, Monica is well-versed in the language of light 
and Anna Marie Allison, of course, her business, she's been on the show before she's done. She does healed by a horse. And so they've decided to combine their offerings into one powerful session. Um, and I was privileged to experience it last night and oh my God, it was amazing. So um, if anybody's listening to this now, know that they're going to be on our show and we're going to see what, what we can be able to share with all of you, as well as if you have an opportunity, check it out on Maria Anna Marie Ellison's site, because they're going to talk about it a little bit more. Um, so just wanted to share that with all of you that this is coming up as an episode here on Making Like Two Humans Being. You're not going to want to yeah yeah no, so, so. I, I, I can talk about uh, so i'm really excited about that but we can talk about that afterwards oh wait and can i come back to the i just need to come because the guides want me to just say this last thing about that book that i'm reading mm-hmm. from a perfectionist perspective i have to read the whole thing because if i don't this is also blends in a little bit to not worthy but i'm not i'm not showing love but i'm also not lovable as a reader I put that little bad boy on me. Isn't that funny? <laughs> see, I I would have thought that was a not good. I know I can see the not worthy. Yeah. Because who I am see. I to start a book and walk away from it? There's a lot of not good enough in there for me as well. I'm, I'm the same. I will now stop reading a book if I don't enjoy it. If it doesn't. The, but it took the Brothers Kamikov, I think it's called, by to start. Have you oh, yes. That's the most tedious book in the world. If you read the reviews about it, I was on Audible as well. It wasn't even like I had to read it. I just had to listen to it. And I just found I was like doing my own thing all the way. I used to commute to work 40, 45, 50 minutes. And I get there and realize I hadn't listened to a single word of it. And after about three weeks, I was like, I haven't got past chapter one. I had to keep playing it. Horrible. But if you read the reviews, people go on and on and on about how fucking amazing it is and then I read one review that said I don't know what you people are reading this is the most tedious book I have ever had the misfortune to pick up and I was like right that's it I'm going to stop reading it but it's like I yeah. needed that permission I needed yeah. something else because I was like I'm missing something I'm yeah. missing something because everybody's telling me what an amazing book it is have you read it you look like you know what I'm talking about I, I know what you're talking about, Dostoevsky, because I had to read Crime and Punishment. And then I read Anna Karenina, which I believe is a different Russian author. I struggle with Russian literature big time. I don't get it. I don't under, it's very, it is to me tedious. I've never read War and Peace, even though people say it's life changing. I'm like, oh no, I don't think so. I don't, maybe it's a, maybe I lived in that time and I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, these, these big fuck off worthy books I think that there's so much ego involved in that. Like, yeah. and I, and that was, that was, that's definitely not good enough. Cause I was sort of like, I, I don't understand this. I have to read it. I have to keep trying. I can't be that stupid that I don't understand it. Whereas, so the moral of this um, episode is we are, we all have ideas about perfection and they're not necessarily in the obvious way, but keep a sneaky, keep an eye out for those sneaky little rules you've made for yourself. I'm not suggesting that you fart on Zoom calls or that you, I'm not suggesting that, I'm not suggesting that we go mad, but, you know, laugh about, oh, it's still humiliating. But embrace your, embrace your inner superstar, right? Embrace Give yourself a hug superstar. under the arms. Your superstar. <laughs> But I guess the point is like, so what? Okay, it was stupid. I would choose not to do it again. I would, I would, in retrospect, chose for it not to have happened. But I'm just going to have to give myself a break about it because there's nothing else I can do. It doesn't make me less than perfect. I'm pretty sure that if Stuart even noticed, I can't, I can't imagine that 
I don't know. It doesn't matter. There's so many lessons in there. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It certainly does not mean that I am not worthy of love just because my manners took a holiday or whatever, you know. Yes. This just second- last point, just anyone listening to use this as an opportunity to see how you may not be loving yourself and where can you open yourself up to receive that love for yourself? Yeah. That, that, was, that was the guides going. Yeah. There you go. Because these are the sort of moments where you need to love yourself. When you get that drop in your stomach and you go, fuck, what have I done? Oh my God. And then someone else needs to come and laugh and go, oh, take a chill pill. Doesn't matter. You're wonderful. Your yes. behavior does not determine your lovable. This is the thing we struggle with the most. And this is what Abraham says. And this still irks me. I know it's true, but it still irks me that we are not loved because we are lovable. Right? We are yeah. loved because they are love, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's love yeah. comes from the other person or the other from the universe. It does not come as a result of your actions. That is not what love is. And that's quite hard because the human nature is, yeah, but I deserve, you know, one part of it is, but I do all the right things, therefore I deserve love. But the flip side of that is we think we don't deserve love because we've done something that we've deemed makes us unlovable. Yeah. We are loved because they, the universe, is love, not because of the way we behave. That's a bit deep to finish off on, but there we go. Yeah. And Abraham Hicks, for those of you who are listening and aren't sure what Abraham she meant, but we'll put it in the show notes. So. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Um, thank you very much, everybody. You've just had a little piece of my um, heart and soul there. <laughs> superstar, Kate. Superstar. I'm a superstar. Um, so those of you that um, were listening on podcast, I'm sure you can work out what we were talking about without the graphics. But there we go. So you can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram and right here on YouTube. Um, You can certainly put comments down here below. There'll be show notes there. We are now also available as a podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Please do join in the conversation. Let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about. Um, I think that covers everything, does it? I'm Kate Fogger. This is Julie Hurt. And together we're making light. Thank you and good night.